Swinter, thank you very much for that generous introduction, and good afternoon to all of you. For me, this is a tremendous honor to have the opportunity to address the 31st Annual American Academy of Achievement. Now, the work of this magnificent academy over the past 31 years constitutes a priceless legacy, a legacy of inspiration from which we can all draw. Through the honors it bestows each year on promising young students and eminent adults, the Academy holds up a symbol of hope, a symbol of hope for men and women everywhere who are striving to reach their dreams and who long to do something extraordinary with their lives. Amidst the doubts, the setbacks, the ridicule, and the discouragement that we all experience from time to time in our lives, that symbol stands as a reminder that it is possible to reach and even surpass our goals and to live rich, satisfying lives. Most importantly, it reminds us that all heroes and all great achievers did not live before we were born and did not die in 1968. In today's world, that's a precious and helpful reminder. As I mulled over what thoughts I could share with you this afternoon, an impressive audience of young achievers and renowned adult eminaries, I realized that I had a formidable challenge before me. In speaking about principles that I have found valuable in my life and my career, principles that engender success and achievement, I know that I'm preaching to the choir. You here this afternoon, whether you're students or other guests of honor, know quite well the principles for success and have already employed them to a great extent in your lives. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Nevertheless, there are a few thoughts I would like to share with you, especially those of you who have just graduated from high school and will soon begin your college years. You are at a critical juncture in your lives, an exciting juncture in your lives. You have the whole world before you, and you can choose the kind of life that you want to live and the activities to which you want to devote your considerable talents and resources. So as you embark on this new phase of your lives, a phase full of hope and eager to achieve great things, I would urge you first and foremost to commit yourselves. Commit yourselves fully to your studies. Commit yourselves to learning all that you can over the next four years. Commit yourselves to high standards, to excellence, to growth. Commit yourself to doing your very best at all times. If you do this, you will be prepared to take advantage of the, of the opportunities that will surely come your way in the years ahead. This principle of commitment may sound simple, 
But it is often overlooked by those who believe that success is merely a matter of luck, of being in the right place at the right time, of waiting for opportunity to knock, so to speak. A recent Calvin and Hobbes comic strip illustrated this point perfectly. (laughs) You recall that in that strip, seven-year-old Calvin and his tiger friend Hobbes were walking in the woods, discussing their lives. Calvin said to Hobbes, most people just muddle through their lives. Not me, though. I'm going to wrestle the issues of the age and change the course of history. His tiger friend Hobbes responded by asking, how are you going to do that? And Calvin replied, I'm going to sit here and wait so that opportunity will know right where to find me when it's time to change the world. Well, opportunity may indeed present itself to you, but when it does, will you be prepared to take advantage of it? Being prepared means working hard, being totally committed to whatever you are doing, and being focused on superior achievement or excellence. That is, whether you are a student, a worker, or engaged in some other pursuit. A former Academy of Achievement Award winner who is here again this year and who is one of America's most successful women, Oprah Winfrey, spelled this out quite clearly when she said that people perceive luck is really, and I quote, a matter of preparation meeting opportunity. To succeed, we must understand that there's no substitute for hard work. There's no substitute for thorough preparation and high quality. Margaret Thatcher also articulated the same principle as Prime Minister of Great Britain. This is what she said. I do not know anyone who has gotten to the top without hard work. That's the recipe. It'll not always get you to the top, but if it doesn't, it should at least get you pretty near. Now, I believe very strongly in this principle, and I credit it with helping me to reach some of the goals that I set for myself, and even some goals that I would never have thought to set. That brings me to a second principle, that is, Be prepared for the unexpected and be willing to take prudent risks to reach your goals. As I think about the significant developments in my own life and career, I can see very clearly that they have often occurred when I have seized an unexpected opportunity or when I was willing to break out of the mold to assume a risk of some sort or other. One of the first important decisions I made in my life was when I decided not to attend the college that my mother and my older brother had attended. I knew that I was sure to get in and felt that I would do well there. That would have been the safest and easiest thing to do. But instead of opting for security and for familiarity, I chose to attend Morehouse College in Atlanta, 
because I believed that it would challenge me the most. And I've never regretted that decision. Morehouse did challenge me, challenged me to do my very best, to reach higher, to aim further. And it instilled in me knowledge and principles that have been of tremendous help to me over the years. My goal after undergraduate studies was to become the best doctor I could possibly be. And here I took another risk. I applied to a medical school that no Morehouse graduate had ever attended before, a school located outside the South, where I had spent my entire life. I chose to attend a school I knew that would give me a sound, top-notch medical education, and where I would have ample opportunities for growth and development beyond the classroom. When I enrolled at Boston University in 1954, I was the only African-American in my class of 76 students. My classmates were from places like Harvard, Amherst, Columbia, Princeton, and other Ivy League schools, and I wondered how I would do compared with these students. I also wondered how I would be treated. Because at that time, in America, in the South, a black man or black woman would, could not get a medical education in Georgia. In fact, the very year I enrolled at Boston University in Atlanta, black students in high school were being arrested for trying to use the public library downtown. Well, the risk I took in going to Boston also paid off. I received an excellent medical education one that prepared me well for my career. And the apprehension that I had when I went to Boston rapidly disappeared. And four years later, I managed to finish third in my class. My life took an un an another unexpected turn years later when I decide decided to leave the teaching position to which I had been appointed at Boston University and the position that I had as Director of Hematology at the Boston City Hospital. Because I chose to return to Atlanta to organize and develop a new medical school, the Morehouse School of Medicine. Now my colleagues and friends in Boston, where I'd been for a number of years at this time, saw this move as a high-risk venture. The move from a secure, prestigious teaching position and leader of a research laboratory to go to a lesser-paying, new, high-risk administrative position developing a new institution. But the idea behind a new medical school at Morehouse was the important thing. That captured my enthusiasm, and I decided this was well worth the risk. Because the idea was to train black and other minority physicians, most of whom would not otherwise have the chance to go to medical school, to train them to practice primary care in medical in communities that are medically underserved, especially our inner city communities and rural areas. So I spent 14 years at Morehouse doing this work. I felt that it was very important. 
And those were some of the most satisfying years of my life. Those years also prepared me for another great turn of events in my life. And that is when President Bush asked me to join him to serve in his cabinet as Secretary of Health and Human Services. Now, no matter how much I prepared for a successful career, nothing indicated to me, or could have indicated to me, that I would one day run our federal government's largest agency, that I would oversee a budget exceeded only by the budget of the United States government and the government of Japan, or that I would have the challenge of fostering the health and welfare of all Americans. And the years that I've spent as Secretary of Health and Human Services have been immensely challenging, but also greatly rewarding. Now, I mentioned these unexpected twists and turns of my own life to illustrate this point. Be prepared for the unexpected opportunities that are sure to come your way. And if you want to do something different and significant with your lives, start by fully committing yourselves to whatever you're doing at this moment, whether you're studying or working. This commitment will bring you great satisfaction, as well as great knowledge and skill. And it will open up opportunities that you can't even imagine at the moment. So when opportunities do knock, then you can be a prudent risk taker. You can take full advantage of those opportunities. But recipes for success aside, I'd like to close my remarks with a definition of success. After all, what is success? And how will we know that we have achieved it? I believe that true success is measured by our ability to contribute something positive to the lives of others. As American author and publisher Albert Hubbard so eloquently put it, all success consists in this. You're doing something for somebody, benefiting humanity. And the feeling of success comes from the consciousness of this. Congratulations to all of you, and good luck to you in your future endeavors.